Hello and welcome to the Financial Prescription Podcast, where I, Stephen Yo, will embark on a journey to learn more about what it really means to be financially independent. Along for the ride is my co-host Glenn Ayrton. He's that guy that knows everything there is to know about finance, and he's here to give me and you the tools to succeed. So stick around for the ride and get your dose of the Financial Prescription. Just before we begin today's episode. Opinions and views expressed are those of Glenn Ayrton, a registrant of Align Capital Partners Inc., ACPI, and may not necessarily be those of ACPI. This recording is for informational purposes only and not intended to be personalized investment advice. Content is prepared for general circulation, and information contained does not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any investment, fund, security, or other product or service. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the second episode of the Financial Prescription. So, last time you had us in the background, we were discussing RRSPs, and I learned a lot from last time. And I'm back here, ready to learn some more. But we're not here to talk about RRSPs today. No, no. You see, after last time's conversation with Glenn, I was thinking about starting an RRSP account with my bank, and it got me thinking: How much do I put in? I mean, where does the money come from? Uh, last time I did mention that I have an automatic deposit from my paycheck to a high interest savings account, but that's it. <laughs> the rest of the money is for food, for car payments, and insurance. Food, phone bills, food. Just keep the phone coming. I want to eat everything. You get the idea. So, <laughs> what I want to learn today is what it means to save, and I've heard terms and phrases like living within my means, the twenty, thirty, fifty rule, saving to spend. Like, what even is all this, Glenn? Like, what even is saving? Why should I be saving? Well, hi, Stefan, and it's great to be back here with you on our uh, the fi- financial prescription podcast. Um, just listening to your introduction there. <laughs> Sounds like you yeah. enjoy food. Just a tad. <laughs> because you had it in there twice. Um, so, yeah, I know you're a resident foodie. Anyhow, um, just to answer your question, um, you know, what is savings? Really, savings is taking a portion of your earnings or your income, then putting it in safekeeping for a future liability, like a short-term purchase or a long-term liability. So a a short-term purchase might be saving up for a holiday, saving for a down payment for a vehicle, um, maybe even saving for a renovation. A longer-term liability would be something like funding your children's education or, or funding your saving for your retirement. Savings as well can be used to take advantage of an opportunity or to deal with an emergency. See, here's the thing, Glenn. I'm young. Okay, I'm I'm 30 years old. You know, I still have a lot of things I want to do. A lot of things I want to buy still. Vacations to do, places to visit, things to eat. <laughs> and bucket list to complete. I've got no kids, nor do I plan on having any kids uh, anytime soon. And so the concept of having to save more money feels like I'm being robbed of my opportunities and chances to enjoy life now. Yeah, I totally get that. And um, 
in a way you are robbing your you're, you're robbing your your current self to give a little bit of your money to your future self so your future self is robbing money from your current self <laughs> that thief. okay yeah so you're, you've got a thief and and, and so you know you can you could likely do all those things or most of them, but you know, what I always think about is that you're, you're going to have to make, we all have to make sacrifices somewhere. Um, either you got to make, either if you don't make any sacrifices today, you're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices later, or you can make a little bit of sacrifice today so that you don't have to make those big sacrifices in the future. The key is, is to find a good balance uh, so that you can work within a budget that allows you to enjoy today while planning for tomorrow. And, you know, a great way to do that to set yourself up for success is having a financial advisor build a plan that shows you, you know, how much to save to meet your goals and then set up an automatic savings plan where your savings are deducted from your bank account and then deposited into your savings accounts. And then you don't have to think about it. It just sort of happens automatically. Hmm. I never really thought about it that way because like, you know, I kind of thought it more like as I got older, it, my spending tendencies would naturally lessen because I would want less things, you know? Mm. And it, I guess it does make sense that I should start thinking about my finances as a representation of my future habits. Right. Cause maybe things will adjust. Um, so yeah, maybe I should be adjusting now so that I can be more comfortable later. But now that that still begs the question, Glenn, Where's the money coming from? Like, how should I be saving? I read things about uh, what other people use, and they use some rule called the 20, 30, 50 rule as a basis to kind of just start distributing their paycheck. And for those of you that don't know, the 20, 30, 50 rule is a tactic people use to distribute their paycheck, where 20% is for savings, 30% for wants, and 50% for needs. And so reading through this guideline, I'm curious, why does it start at 20%? I mean, couldn't I lower the percentage, uh, I say, per paycheck to 10%, 5%? Like, why, why is it 20%? It, I feel like that's so much. Like, especially during times like now, I feel so strapped for cash. And, and the rising grocery prices, like, what, why do I have to commit to 20%? It feels like a bit much, don't you think? Yeah, it can feel like a lot. And I, I hear what you're saying. We've had a lot of inflation. So prices have gone up uh, to combat inflation. Interest rates have been rising. So if you have any outstanding debt, the interest on the, the debt that you have is, could be costing you more each month. So, you know, sacrificing anything uh, when it's when it feels like things are even tighter is, is very difficult. So. You know, why is it 20%? Why, is, why isn't it, like you said, 5%, 10%? I think the, you know, it's a fairly simple question, but the answer is a bit more complex. You know, it's, it's my belief that in order, you know, to build yourself good financial security over your life, what people need to do is build savings into their lifestyle. Okay, so it forces them to live beneath their means. And that's critical. It's very critical to do that because it allows individuals to then have balance in their lives and how they spend money over their entire lifetime at the same rate. 
Okay, so for example, if you lived on 80% of your income instead of 100% of your income, and then you took 20% of that income and you put that away for your future, then you're very likely going to be able to live at, at a similar level your whole life, okay, after say like age 60 or 65. Whereas if you were to put away 10% of your income and live on 90%, you're, you're not going to be able to retire until much later. Or when you do retire, say at age 65, maybe you have to for a health reason, you're not going to be able to live anywhere near as well as you did while you were working. Conversely, the other way, and this is people don't usually do this, but this could be you oversave, right? Maybe you save 40% of your income, right? You put that away. Okay, so you're, you're living very, you know, meagerly today. Please, sir, I want some more. But that allows you to have this extravagant lifestyle in the future. And I, I don't agree with that either. So I think what you want to do is like you, you, you have to find the balance between your spending and saving so that it allows you to kind of have a similar way of living throughout your whole life. And that's a, and what you're doing by saving for today is you're giving yourself a present. So maybe you could, you, you could think about it that way. <laughs> Put a positive spin on it. Hmm. I, I guess that's, that is an interesting spin to put on it because, I mean, I do like presents, right? So I, I do have to thank my future self because I definitely don't want my future self going in a time machine and slapping me. So I'll take that to note. <laughs> so just to recap here, we've learned why we should save. It's practically a favor to your future self. It's a framework or a guideline on how we should save. It's pretty good so far. So Let's take a break here, Glenn, and when we get back, we can talk about the difference between uh, saving to spend and saving to save, and ultimately, where do I put my savings? Sounds good, Steph, and you make a good point, actually, when you allude to your future self uh, as, as saving, and that's something that I think most people need to get their heads around uh, psychologically, and under their, understand the connection of your current self to your future self, because Really, many people think of their future self as a different person. That's a problem for future Homer. Man, I don't envy that guy. That it's actually not me, but you know, I can tell you from because I'm I'm kind of I'm getting on the older end of, of the scale that you know I am the same person as I was when I was 24 um, when I started saving, and you know, I'm I'm to be honest, I'm pretty happy with. With my with my my past self for what what he did for me because you know he's put me in a pretty good situation and just as there was this interesting piece of software that I saw once from the Bank of America that showed uh, the expressions of your current self versus your future self based on your rate of savings and if you if the current self didn't save enough the future self looked very depressed and miserable and um, sort of lost uh, and and if the current self was over saving then the current self looked very unhappy angry uh, the future self looked happy but the, the current self didn't look too too good but when you got the balance about right for your situation both both your current and future self look very contented 
So again, that's the balance that I'm talking about is to figure out what that is. And, and usually for most people, it's in the you know 20 to 30% range of savings to, to income. Hmm. I guess I'm going to have to rethink about how much food I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the meantime, here's a short message from our sponsor today, Clear Oak Advisors. I've been worried about my finances lately. With the current trend of interest rates and inflation, I won't be able to sustain myself much longer if it keeps going like this. I need a plan. For that, we have Clear Wealth Advisors. The investing market doesn't seem to be doing too well recently, and I'm thinking about pulling my investments out. But I'm not too certain if this is the right move. I'm hearing too many mixed opinions, and I would like to hear from a professional. There's Clear Wealth Advisors for that too. Okay, well, my parents are getting older, and I'm not sure if there's a proper financial plan set in place to make sure that their estate is safe. I'm losing sleep constantly over this, and I don't know what else to do. Clear Wealth Advisors, just saying. I've gone through a lot of schooling, and now I'm earning really good income, but I'm paying way too much in tax. With all my hard work and sacrifice, I feel like it's being taken away by taxes. Is there something else I should be doing? I bet Clear Wealth Advisors can't help with this one. Hi. I'm Melissa from Clear Wealth Advisors, and actually, that's one of our focuses. Making the most of your sacrifices, especially when it comes to taxes. Check us out at clearwealthmd.ca, and let's have a chat. We'll get you back on track to financial stability. Whatever your concerns are, we got you. We'll dial your prescription in, and you can rest assured that your wealth will be on a clear path right in front of you. Welcome back, listeners. So I hope you have your handy-dandy notebooks ready because we are back. You know what we need? Our handy-dandy notebook. If that wasn't a clue to me showing my age, I I don't know what is. (laughs) Anyways, just before the break, I brought up two things. One of them being the difference between saving to save and saving to spend. And second, where do I put my savings? So, Glenn... What does it mean to be saving to save and saving to spend? I feel like it might have some relation to what I identify as my needs and wants, but I'm not too certain on this. Yeah, um, saving to spend is putting money away for really short-term purchases. Uh, Like I mentioned before, something like a holiday, a car, a piece of furniture, maybe even a renovation to a home. Whereas saving to save... It's putting money away for the future and leaving it untouched for a long period of time. And this is really important when it comes to, you know, how you you invest money and get a good outcome out of your investments. Because, you know, typically if you want to invest in something that's going to get a good growth rate, that's, to, that's going to be something that's an equity-based type of investment or something that's listed on the stock market. And that, that type of investment usually takes a longer period of time for the returns, you know, to come up to the levels that you'd like to see them uh, come up to. So they always, they always turn a positive return in the long term. However, you have to be very patient with that type of investment. You're going to have to, you know, it's said like investing in the stock market is like walking up a set of stairs with a yo-yo. Um, you're going to have some volatility, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't want to be, 
you don't want to be using your your stock market investments as as an account that you're pulling money out for these short-term investments you want to use that account you know just leave it in there uh take advantage of the compounding growth you know albert einstein said that's the eighth wonder of the world and i totally agree with that i've seen it happen and you know if you could let that money compound over your working career into your retirement and 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 well into retirement you you're going to see a good result out of it all right so i think i have a bit of a better picture now mm, on my situation because it's basically what I need to do is discern what my long and short term savings goals are. Yeah. And once I do that, it'll help me determine what I'm actually saving up for is if I'm saving to spend the men spend the money later down the road, or if I'm putting money away for it to grow. And for me to use as a at a constant rate, I guess through retirement or tough times. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned before, uh, what I would suggest is working with you know, a financial advisor and a financial advisor is going to be able to help you develop a plan around your goals. And then once once they've done that, they can help figure out for you the most efficient way to achieve those goals. Well, I'm guessing I have to make some phone calls here. <laughs> so, Glenn, we're almost at the end here. We've got our last question, and it's a pretty important one from our listeners. It's where do I put my money? I know of two options, a savings account and an RSP. Uh, I'm not entirely sure anymore if those options are appropriate for my current needs. So Glenn, give us a download. What other options are there and what would be the most appropriate account for each intended use? Okay, well, Stefan, unfortunately, there isn't a magic answer to that question because it really depends on everyone's unique situation. So. For example, if you're a business owner in Canada and you have a corporation, that can often be a very good option to invest through. So you can set up an investment account in your corporation. You can use lower after-tax dollars to invest there, grow that money over your working career, and then figure out some tax-effective strategies to pull the money out in retirement. So, you know, that's a, that's a very good tool. Uh, RSPs are a good option, particularly for those individuals that are in high tax brackets. Um, TFAs work particularly well, and I would say for interest bearing type investments. I'm not a huge fan uh, of these for investing stocks through. There's something called uh, the, the capital loss carry forward provision that is does not apply to TFSA. So uh, we could get into that in a, in a different episode. Uh, the other types of investment vehicles are non-registered accounts. Those are very good options as well. Um, and then, you know, if you're saving for your kids' education, uh, RESPs uh, can be great vehicles for, for those. So again, you know, my advice is to consult with a professional who can help determine the appropriate amounts of savings into each one of these vehicles. And then once once you've got the appropriate amount of savings into the vehicles, then you can pick the particular investments that those should be invested in to produce the outcome that you want to produce with the least amount of risk possible. All right. I'm guessing that's an additional phone call I'm going to have to make. <laughs> but no, I do appreciate that uh, you are recommending rather than providing straight up advice because it does 
forced me to learn more and have a better control of my situation. So, folks, we are a little bit out of time here, but one last thing before we say our goodbyes. Uh, I do understand that today's podcast might not have all the answers that you might have been looking for. And that's okay. Like we've been suggesting throughout this podcast, we recommend reaching out to a financial advisor to get more particulars and specific information that's tailored to your needs and situation. Everyone's different, and so should your solution. Thanks for tuning in to our second episode. We are still working on improving our podcast, so thanks again for your patience. If you have any feedback or comments, feel free to reach us by email or on our website at clearwealthmd.ca. Links and socials will be posted down below in the description. Uh, Glenn, you got anything to say? Yeah, I would just like to thank everybody for listening. And I really think this is one of the most important topics when it comes to financial planning is, is for, for individuals to learn the habit of saving and, that, and to build that into your situation. Um, you know, I'll leave you with something that I heard when I first got into business that was told to me. And it said that there's two types of people in the world. First, there's a type of people who they take their paycheck and they spend it. They spend it on their necessities, their luxuries, some hobbies, uh, and then and probably some food too, <laughs> separate, and then uh, going out. And then if there's anything left at the end of the month, they save it. And then there's the other type of people who no matter what, they take, the, they, take, they take a certain amount off their paycheck and they save it. And then they, then they spend what's left over. So I said, okay, well, that's, that's not too revolutionary. But, but the next statement was what really caught me. And that was that he told me that all the people who spend first, save later, end up working for the people who save first, spend later. So I said, well, you know, I'd like to have a company one day and maybe have some people work for me. So I better start saving. So back when I was 24, which was actually 403 months ago, I calculated, I, I started saving money and I've saved money every month for the last 403 months. And uh, my goal actually is to hit 500 months of saving. And then once I hit 500 months, I'm going to start withdrawing. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would just, I would encourage people to just take that attitude of pay yourself first. You go out, you get up in the morning, you go out, venture out in the world and, and work hard for your money. You at least deserve to keep some of it every month. And, um, you know, by adopting that philosophy of paying yourself first, spending the remainder, it, it, it does that for you, as well as a lot of the other things that we talked about in this podcast. So, uh, look forward to future episodes and, uh, we'll, we'll leave it for there. Thanks again for your nugget of advice, Glenn. Thanks for tuning in. And that's it for your dose of the financial prescription. Past performance is not indicative of future performance and reference to future return projections are not guaranteed. Content may not be reproduced or copied by any news blog by consent of the author and ACPI.